And howdy, new and loyal, faithful listeners of Dan's Dabble and Babble. Welcome to another week here at the podcast, the dear old podcast. I have to start by saying that I am just absolutely vibrating with excitement, and I don't know how I'm going to contain myself for the next five-ish days. Uh, Do you ever have those moments where you're anticipating something so much with such such excitement that it's like, how am I supposed to focus on anything else until it actually happens? And the thing for me that I am literally vibrating about is I have never been to Europe before. And this time next week, I will be in Europe. I am going to be in the land of the Brie. And that is like 98% of the excitement, maybe. The fact that I'm going to, yeah, you can fill in the blanks about where I'll be, but I'm going to have some of that delicious Brie. I mean, I can think of few things that motivate me as much as Brie. I'm a very Brie-motivated person, and I am really going to have some delectable Brie soon. And of course, I'll be sharing my adventures on the podcast with all of you. I do want to give you a fair warning. I will have an episode next week, but the following week I will be taking a break and uh, then we'll be back uh, May 15th. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's happening soon. It's happening soon. I am so thrilled and lucky to be able to be taking this trip. So I'm going to Europe with my boyfriend and we are both super excited and I just can't wait to see what all Europe has to offer. But really... Um, you know, the the brie, the wine, it's all going to be divine. And I guess I'm going to just go into some really bad poetry because that is the level that I'm at of just absolute sheer excitement. Now, I don't really know where to take the episode from there because, you know, I have one thing on my mind and that is international travel. Super exciting. I just don't want to um, talk about what I'm anticipating or not anticipating because I I plan on, on definitely talking about my travels on the podcast when I get back. And, you know, so much I've, like I said, I've never been to Europe, so I'm really excited just to discover things that are totally different. Um, So I've been to South America, I've been to Mexico, I've been to Brazil. Um, I know Mexico is North America, but I've I've been to Brazil. Um, And so now I'm crossing that good old Atlantic and we'll be in... uh, the land of Europe. And I am also so relieved that I am not going to have to wear a flight or sorry, wear a mask on the flight over. I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do, but it's just, it, 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 I think we can all agree safety considerations, not safety considerations. Like the, the thing is, is so I've got, um, a flight to Philadelphia and then a couple hours of layover in Philadelphia 
before heading to Europe. And so when you take the time and it's not just the flight time, it's also the time at the airport. It's just, it's really, uh, it gets to be a bit much. I think we can all just agree that 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 gets to be a bit much and it's annoying. So I'm grateful to have the option not to wear the mask on the flight and you know it's going to be a very long flight but it will certainly be worth it and that is is really the the big excitement in my life the other excitement this weekend is i sat down this morning this afternoon and i started watching a show that i was so excited about uh for it to come out but really uh ended up just waiting a really long time. It came out in December and I didn't start watching it until this weekend. So it's been on my list for a while. I talked my boyfriend's ear about it before it came out. He has seen more of the show than me, which uh, is just kind of ironic and because uh, it's definitely not his thing. And so uh, Selling Sunset on Netflix, I think, has uh, garnered a lot of attention uh, in a way that Selling Tampa has not. Uh, but of course, I live in St. Pete, so Selling Tampa is all about real estate in the Tampa Bay area. So it's uh, really kind of, uh, it's really cool to watch because they are in St. Pete a lot of the time. And so I've been to, uh, well, I've been to a lot of the St. Pete places, of course, but I've also been to a lot of the Tampa places. Uh, so that's kind of fun to just like see uh, places that, that I've been because I mean, let's be real. It's 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 Tampa. All of these places are are pretty accessible. Uh, so anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. I started watching Selling Tampa today, and I'm a big real estate guy. Uh, sorry, not a big real estate guy. That is not true. Um, I'm a big real estate show guy. Like I loved HGTV. Um, I uh, am a, a big fan of the show Good Bones, uh, which like so that shows fun because they are fixing up old houses in Indianapolis. So like, I know a lot of those neighborhoods and it's really cool. The problem with that show is uh, the style of home that they redo. They're, they're all very similar homes in the neighborhoods that they are. Um, because they're all built around the same time period, and it was just very much the style. So after a while, it's just kind of like, okay, there's only so many ways you can redo this mid-century craftsman. Uh, I'm not even sure if that's the right name of uh, style of house to describe the types of homes that are on Good Bone. It's, in fact, it's probably not, uh, but the point stands. So you just kind of get the same vibe after a while. But, uh, you know, in, in college, I would just go down terrible, terrible binges of HGTV. My friends and I would, would, would gather around and, and if we were not doing anything, it was just, we would throw on HGTV and it was what we did and it was nice. And I uh, was a big fan. I mean, the formula, it's, it's, it's so formulaic those shows, but the formula works. So, you know, that's, that's how it goes, I guess. Uh, but uh, then when Netflix 
released Selling Sunset, I was like, okay, so I um, never really connect with the real estate shows that are set in California because California is just so expensive that the real estate that they're talking about, one, I'm not like super into modern homes and um, like what Flip or Flop uh, is the main show that was based out of California that I recall. Uh, so a show like Flip or Flop, like the 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 style of home doesn't really tickle my fancy. So I was not really that into uh, shows like that. The other thing about uh, California real estate is it is incredibly expensive. So it was not even really aspirational because you know, especially in the Midwest. You know, talking about like a $300,000 home, you're talking about like a piece of crap fixer upper in flipper flop terms, but like a $300,000 home in my hometown is a very nice home. So uh, it just like the, I couldn't wrap my mind around the numbers and just like that level of, of, of nonsense, quite frankly, that was involved and flipper flop. So when Selling Sunset was released, I was excited because I didn't have access to any HGTV content at the time. So I was like, okay, well, if Netflix is getting into the HGTV type shows, this will be an interesting little path uh, to go down. Uh, but um, it turns out that it is very much not the same style of show as what you expect on an HGTV. So those of you that have watched Selling Sunset know, and, and, and the way that I describe Selling Sunset is it's very much like a Bravo real estate show, right? So you, uh, you know, the, the premise of Selling Sunset is that uh, there's the Oppenheim real estate group um, that are that, that's founded by these twin brothers, but all of the real estate agents are these just like beautiful women. And so nominally the show is about them like selling these uh, luxury homes to luxury clients and it's you know it, it is an interesting concept. And the same thing about selling sunset is they do occasionally sell a home. But more and more, as the series progressed, it was very much just about the drama of the women's lives, and it is garbage in the best way, and I was totally hooked. Now, I have to admit, I have not, I, I ended up not finishing season four, and I did not finish season five. I haven't watched any of season five of Selling Sunset, because at a certain point, it did get uh, to be just kind of a bit much. I mean, the characters are just very over the top, and again, there it's an it's an LA vibe that I don't necessarily connect with. Uh, so you know, it, 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 I only got got so far with that. But it is it is fun, and it is um, kind of ridiculous. It's also just the the. The fact that this is nominally a show about a professional workplace is kind of hysterical because the the uh, personalities on the show lack any sort of professionalism and do things that it's like if this were happening in an actual workplace, this is like sexual harassment. It's it's all very problematic in the way they conduct themselves and their prof- professional lives. But I'm also very uh, cognizantly aware that this is a reality show that is 
produced and they are finding a storyline. So it's like even the fact of or the the scenes where they're all in the office, I'm sure this is all like pre-planned and it's like, okay, so now talk about, you know, uh, whatever, like why Chriselle hid her divorce or something like that. So the, <laughs> that's Selling Sunset though. So Selling Tampa, um, obviously I was really excited for because I live in the area. So that is really unique. And so Selling Tampa is about uh, the Allure Realty Firm. And it is um, a black-owned business. It is um, owned by a uh, an army veteran named Sherelle, and it's uh, exclusively employed by women of color, uh, which is you know cool concept, and um, I think you know great representation of uh, you know female and minority entrepreneurship. So, uh, way to go Netflix for shedding the spotlight on that, um, but. I'm four episodes in. I believe this season is eight episodes. And again, this has been out since December. So, you know, not not necessarily the most topical. But I don't think, I, and in fact, I am 98% sure by the end of the fourth episode, we have not seen a single sale of a house. So we have seen a few showings, very very few. And that's the thing that makes me laugh because it is, again, supposedly a real estate show. Uh, but the amount of real estate that you see and the amount of real estate transaction and showing and all of that is 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 very sparse. It's, it's really, uh, uh, like I said, a Bravo style reality show. And occasionally they show a house and they might eventually sell a house on Selling Tampa. And I will dive more into that. But first, I want to take just a second and let you all hear a word from our sponsors who we cherish so much. And while you're listening to those sponsors, why don't you go ahead right now and go rate us five stars wherever you're listening to Dan's Dabble and Babble really helps us expand and get the word out. But without further ado, let's hear from those sponsors. Are you ready to launch your new career in coding? Treehouse has one of the best and most affordable online classrooms for you. At Treehouse, we've rethought the learning process and built a proven system to get you the skills and knowledge you need to achieve your goals. When you're done with a course, you haven't just watched a video. You learned, practiced, and absorbed a concept. Or choose to build a portfolio, create a network, and land your dream job with our bootcamp-style tech degree program. Land a dev job this year. Whatever your goal, we'll get you there. Start your seven-day free trial today. Learn more at teamtreehouse.com. And to learn more about the tech degrees, go to teamtreehouse.com slash tech degree. But now back to the topic at hand, which is, of course, selling Tampa. And so the thing is, is I really don't know that much about Allure Realty. And so I, you know, want to see a business, especially a... Um, 
minority-owned business do very well, and especially a local business, I want them to be very successful, and I want them to, you know, have the image that they are trying to project, but the show shows them in such an unprofessional light, one, and, and we'll get to that, but the just the lack of sales is so incredibly problematic. So in the first episode, they talk about the commission split is going to change. And there's only one realtor that says, like, this is my livelihood. And apparently, they've changed the commission scheme several times. And it goes from a 95-5 split to an 80-20 split, meaning... That so when you buy a house, you have a uh, percentage that you pay to the realtor. So let's say that's three percent. So um, if so, you take three percent of the purchase price, and that's how the realtor gets paid. Now, of course, a real estate company has overhead. They have office space. They have marketing. Uh, they have you know all of the things that it takes to to run an office. So part of that commission is going to go to the firm and the other part of that commission is going to go to the realtor. So the uh, real estate agent, the real estate agents were taking 95% of that commission at the start of the show or just before the start of the show. uh, But then they, that gets reduced to 80% and the firm takes 20%. So the only reason that that would happen is if there aren't enough sales to sustain the previous commission model. So clearly they're not doing that great, uh, which I don't know when exactly this was filmed because obviously real estate in this area is uh, out of control. I mean, it is crazy. My house makes more than I do, which is a wonderful feeling as a homeowner, but you know, the rent prices and uh, home prices are just really becoming untenable pretty quickly. And it's really kind of uh, remarkable to see. Uh, But the point is, is that the real estate market is absolutely booming in Tampa Bay. And so to me, that that uh, reduction of commission going to the real estate agents, that to me signifies that uh, the their business isn't isn't doing so great. Only one real estate agent at the time that says anything about the commission. She says, you know, again, this is my livelihood. You've changed this on us before, and you're changing this again with no notice. And quite frankly, like I don't see what we're getting out of this. And then the the owner, Sherelle, becomes very defensive and just like starts shouting in the middle of this quote unquote business meeting that if you don't like it, you can leave kind of a thing. Um, just very toxic. And especially in, in light of a reasonable complaint. I mean, if you're effectively cutting someone's pay, you can't expect that they're going to just take that with a smile, except all of the other ladies they have a they they go to some bar and all of the other ladies are like listen i've got no problem with the new commission model whatever um, but it's clear to me that they all just want to stay on Sherelle's good side which you know if uh, i don't know how 
um, the, the show hasn't really shown, you know, how much she gets in terms of leads. And, and, and it could be the type of thing that if you're in Sherelle's good graces, then she gives you listings and gives you leads. And if you're not, then you don't get them. So that, that very much could be the case. And so of course you're going to kiss ass to the person that you, uh, are, are depending on for, for helping you grow your own business. No. Okay. But, but still a reasonable, reasonable, uh, situation. So then kind of the plot line that at least the first half of the season is mainly focusing on is, uh, that this real estate agent that, that brought this up was, uh, recently got her own broker's license and is considering branching out and making, uh, starting her own firm, which I think is such freaking great television. Like, the fact that they're showing all of this play out in real time and because to me so so this real real estate agent that is uh thinking of breaking out on her own she was a real estate attorney uh prior to becoming a real estate agent and just like seems very professional and and of all of uh the women on the show really seems to me to have the uh seems to have it seems to have it the most together seems to have a pretty steady client base and really seems to be on top of her game but at the end of the first episode they are showing this nine million dollar home and so it's like this this open house event where uh it's like you know bring your qualified buyers whatever and so everybody's expected to, to, to bring a buyer and they're having this big event. And then it's, uh, they have this conversation about what's appropriate workwear versus clubwear. And they like are basically uh, accusing um, the younger girls of being hoochie. And, uh, you know, so there's, there's, there's drama about that. And like, you can't tell me what to wear, like, so micromanagey, blah, 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 all of that. And it's like, no, they kind of have a point. Uh, you <laughs> need to pre- uh, represent the firm um, and uh, uh, represent uh, Allure Realty professionally, uh, which is great, except none of these ladies, except for maybe Rena, who is uh, branching out. Actually, I take it back. Honestly, like when the young ones are with their clients, they seem to be pretty professional. Um, so that's that's a totally different thing. And um, uh, but But at this event, they have this big poster, this big marketing poster, and with a client, Rena, the one who is like supposedly professional and, and has her stuff put together, starts like shouting at a client, uh, or she's shouting at Sherelle, but like also talking very loudly to a client about how she showed up on time for the uh, shoot. Her daughter had a play or something, and she had to leave by seven. She showed up at five. They didn't get started until 645. So she was also cut out of the promotional material, even though she was on time, which is nonsense. And they were waiting for a woman who they refer to as HR. And they refer to her as HR because she is all up in the gossip and all up in everybody's business. And I'm going to just take a moment and I will acknowledge that I don't know if this is uh, resonant content or not, 
but apparently I have a lot to say about selling Tampa. So buckle in, kids, because this is the episode you signed up for. It's a free podcast, and uh, this is what you come here for, to have me dabble in babble. Uh, actually, let me know why you come here. Give me a tweet at babblingdan. Would love to hear from you. Uh, anywho, I digress. So... Um, so that's really kind of the the what they're setting up in the first season is they're really showing the problems within the firm and a lot of the real estate agents are not feeling valued and so you have uh, Joanna this real estate agent who has then been deemed the office manager uh, but uh, is very clearly the right hand of Sherelle the owner. And it just seems completely inappropriate. But what I will say about her is I think from an objective, so I think it's 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 an interesting thing to watch play out because I think reality TV is just not for her, which is probably a huge compliment because the other thing that I think about watching this show is if there was going to be a reality show about my profession and my workplace, would I ever want to be a part of that? And the answer is absolutely not. Like I want to do my job. I'm not trying to be a celebrity on a reality TV show. So I think the type of person um, like it would be really be unfortunate. I think if you were like, yes, this is um, a black woman who is giving me this opportunity and is empowering me to, you know, chase my dreams and accomplish my goals. And like, we have this awesome opportunity in real estate. And then the company goes on reality television. And it's like, now you have to be like, while you're still trying to meet your goals, you also have to be um, an engaging reality star. Cause like, there's some of the girls that like, they don't show at all. And I'm like, listen, go off Queens, like go and make your money and sell your real estate and focus on your actual career and not trying to be a Netflix reality star. Cause I don't know if the show blows up, it could turn into something. But the thing about reality shows is like, if like once the reality show is done, then your opportunities associated with that are, are, are done. Um, so, um, so, so this office manager, I think really is just trying to, um, do her own thing and trying to be successful. Uh, but the other thing that's happening is she is going through a divorce and, um, you know, in the first or second episode, she tells the owner that she is really not, um, even wanting to think about what she refers to as the D word, which is dating, uh, because they are separated but not divorced yet. And uh, whatever, she's just not ready to date. I don't really know exactly the timeline, but she's also not really been public about her divorce because she uh, is wanting to have a, a clean professional image. And in fact, in one of the showings, um, one of her clients is like talking about her husband and says that they... Uh, ran into her husband at the cigar lounge a couple of weeks ago. And so it's like, that would be really painful and a really difficult situation to navigate. So she's also got that. And that's kind of her storyline on the show this season. That and the fact that she is this office manager and is basically like, to me, she's doing what she needs to do to advance her own career. She's in good with the owner and she wants to maintain that. But she has a conversation with this girl, Colony, 
And Colony is like, you rub people the wrong way, and I don't think you're aware of that. And like, it would go a long way if you would like make more of an effort to be friends with the people at the firm. And Joanna makes a really good point where it's like, you know, some people like I am very good friends with a lot of my coworkers, and for me, I love that. Uh, it for me, it makes work great. But there are also the kind of people that are that want to be a little bit more private and, you know, work is work and, and, and they have their professional relationships and that's really kind of all it needs to be for them. And one, I don't think is better than the other. I think that's kind of more personal preference and, and depends on industry and depends on, um, you know, a lot of factors and, and, um, there's just any number of, of pieces to that puzzle. And she's like, no, like, like, I keep my personal relationships and my business relationships separate. And she was just kind of like matter of fact. Um, and the girl kind of got offended by that. But, you know, that's what it was. So that's that's what I see playing out there. Now, let's get back to Rena, who is thinking of striking out and making her own firm. She approaches the two young real estate agents, Colony and Anne Sophie, uh, to see if they would possibly entertain the idea of leaving Allure and coming with Rena to start her firm. And so the so Anne Sophie starts by saying, like, I don't feel respected, I don't feel valued, and so like I am not taking anything off the table basically. Like wasn't definitely jumping in. Um, but definitely wasn't saying no. Whereas Colony was like, I also feel disrespected. I feel like I'm not valued. I feel like I'm underestimated, but I'm also very loyal and is kind of refusing to do that. So I think, and, and, and Sophie and Colony are also very good friends. So to see that split is great television, but also to see Rena exploring this opportunity in general is, is great television. Uh, so in the last episode I watched, Rena takes Anne Sophie uh, to look at a potential office space, and so I don't know. I really hope um, one. I hope that they that they get a second season. I as soon as I'm done here, am going to go watch some more Selling Tampa because apparently I can't get it enough, and uh, I really hope that Rena does break off because I think that like she definitely has the business savvy more so than what we're looking at uh, with. Sherelle, and I think it would be really an interesting show to kind of if they could keep um, if they could keep both parties happy enough to continue to do the show. Um, it would be great television, but also like the way that it looks for Allure, I would not be surprised if they were like, "Hell no, we're not going to do this." So, I I hope that it gets a season two. I don't know if it will. I don't know. I don't know how it has been compared to Selling Sunset in terms of viewership and all of that. Um, but if you want some hot garbage, great reality television, definitely check out Selling Tampa. Uh, let's see. This weekend, I also watched the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. Don't really have much to say about it. It was fine. Uh, there wasn't enough Bruce Wayne in it for me. Like, it was it was very much Batman. I feel like kind of nothing really happened. Uh, I feel like it was well cast, uh, but I don't know. just didn't leave a huge impact on me. The show that I did think was great was Heartstoppers on Netflix. It is, um, I guess, a gay coming-of-age series. And it's just... So it takes 
the coming out process and uh, one, it has actors playing high schoolers that actually look like they could be in high school. So that's, you know, unique for high school television. Um, but it's a very sweet story. And it's, there's, it's, it's a story about gay youth without shame, um, which I think so often the story is, is all around the shame, which is definitely, I mean, certainly relatable to my own experience. Uh, but I think it's really refreshing to see kind of gay media be able to expand and tell more complex stories. And it's really just, it's just a really heartwarming show um, that if if you're looking for a feel-good show, definitely check out Heartstoppers. Okay, so thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Please give me a follow on Twitter at BabblingDan. Follow me on Instagram at Daniel Burkett and uh, like the show rate us five stars, share it on your social media, help us get the word out. And, uh, well, I, I really, um, like I said, vibrating with excitement. Uh, we will have an episode next week. Then we're taking a week off and, uh, we will hit the ground running from there. So, uh, look forward to, to some, I hope some exciting tales on, uh, on the way back. Um, all right. Have a great week. I need to get back to selling Tampa.